Amen. So we're definitely in this Jubilee moment with you guys, Jubilee year. And uh, look, I'll be honest with you, we just, wanted, we just wanted to come to this and to have the honor to stand up and have an opportunity to speak to you as a local church body. You know, just thank you so much. And, you know, I just want to just reflect or maybe echo just a couple things my wife said in the sense that we're so thankful that you guys, this church, the pastors, elders of this house, that you had a big table. And, uh, you, you know, you, you could have just served the local church, served the city, but you built a table big enough for, for all of us. And, uh, you know, uh, you've been in the house, you can tell, you go look around in the spirit of hospitality, you know, there's, there's going to be enough room, there's going to be enough chairs for their family, there's going to be enough for some other people as well. Because it's reflective of a, of a generous heart uh, and of a loving heart. So, uh, man, what a privilege to hold this mic and say, wow, 50 years, come on, 50 years. Thank you, Lord. You know, come on, 50 years of, of liberty and life and light and love and, and laughter and a ton of challenges all mixed in with uh, victory after victory and, and tragedy turning to triumph and, and heartache turning to, you know, renewed hearts and restored hearts. And, you know, that's the nature of the kingdom. So, you know, I just, I just salute you. I honor you. And Pastor Richard started us out on Friday, and he said, look, the best days are ahead, right? The best days are coming. And Pastor Phil was just so, so perfect yesterday in light of, you know, the growth and the extension and the next phase of vision that this house is entering into, has already entered in, into, and about being a borrowed vessel. It was just a holy moment, and there was tears flowing Yesterday, and we recognize this morning, even with what was shared, this this is a holy occasion, isn't it? This is an occasion where we can just maybe have like a a Selah moment. And I just want to I want to just bless you this morning. I want to congratulate you. I want to you know I want to commend you, but I want to exhort you and encourage you uh, you know a little bit in the kingdom, because let's be realistic. When you talk about 50 years, you recognize, man, time is flying by, right? I'm talking to anyone? And, you know, when you're on the little older side of things, as time is flying by, that, that, that statement is a little, has a little more impact than somebody who's maybe in their 20s or 30s or something like that. And I'm having personally what I'm calling uh, marvelously mature moments as I move toward, you know, my 70th birthday in uh, about two, three, two, a little over two years. I'll share one with you just as a little bit of an icebreaker this morning, but uh, I guess this happened last month. My car was in the shop, and so my wife and I borrowed a church minivan, and we were going to run some church errands for the ministry, and I think we started off at the post office, so all I really needed to do was run in and and, and mail something, which I did rapidly. I came out. Patty remained in the vehicle. So I got back in the vehicle, and, you know, I was looking to, you know, to start it because, you know, I don't really drive it every day. And having a little difficulty, you know, figuring it out. 
And I looked over, and sitting where my wife had been was a very dignified, elderly, beautiful African-American woman. And we kind of looked at each other for a moment or two, and I'm like, I wonder where Patty went, you know? I wonder how this other woman got in here. So I go back to, to kind of trying to figure out how to start this car, and uh, this mystery woman spoke, and she says, you're in the wrong car. <laughs> what? And all of a sudden, it kind of dawned on me, because my wife, you know, she'll, she'll go on a mission in a heartbeat, so I don't know if somehow I figured while I was in the post office, she rescued somebody or something, put them in there, I don't know. But you've never seen me move so fast. I'm an old guy now, but I can move, man. So I was out of there, and then her caretaker comes out of the post office. Well, by this time, you know, I'm rolling down my window, and I'm trying to apologize a little bit and set her up so she doesn't call the police about this guy that had kind of tried to abduct, you know, the person that she was caring for. But I'm speaking to you this morning, and I want to speak to myself too, and the little title of my message is, Your Future is Bright. Just look to somebody and tell them, you know, your future is bright. Hallelujah. You know, we know we're serving the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. We know we're serving Jesus Christ, who is the same yesterday, today, and what? Forever. You know, and your future is bright because you were serving Jesus Christ in 1969 and obeying the word of the Lord when this church was started. And at 25 years in 1996, guess what? Jesus was still the same. Come on. He was the same faithful God for the first 25 years and for the next 25 years. Here we are, 2019. Guess what? He's still the same today. Hallelujah. As we declared, as we sung about, as, as has been attested to, as Micah exhorted us regarding that he's the same. Hallelujah. And that means he's going to be God. And he's going to express himself as God. And he's going to confirm his word with signs and wonders. And we know that faithful is he who called you who also will do it. You know, and we got a lot of prophecies like a lot of folks during the charismatic movement. We didn't always know what to do in church, so we just hung out and prophesied over each other. So, you know, we got boatloads of prophecy, and as years went by, I said, God, you need to hurry up, because some of these prophecies, I'm, you know, I'm either moving too slow or you got to expedite things a little bit, but then I realized the word of the Lord that we were receiving, it wasn't just for us at that time. It was for our, the next generation and the next generation after that because the pre prophetic word, of course, it's, you know, it has a, a specific application and fulfillment, but it is, as already been said this morning, it is multi-generational, amen? And so praise the Lord. All of the thrust of of the prophetic word that has been deposited and planted in this house, amen, it's still good for the next 50 years, amen? 
as God continues to fulfill his plan and to fulfill his purpose. Your future is bright because you are rising and you are shining. Come on. Because your light has come and because the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. You know, it's bright because from generation to generation, you are declaring the glory of the Lord, and the Holy Spirit is moving mightily through you. And one of the awesome things about this church is 50 years ago, you would have, could have come in here and gotten saved and delivered and baptized in the Holy Spirit and prophesied over, but guess what? That's still true today. Somebody say amen. It's still true today. I was talking to Pastor Wayne at lunch yesterday, and I said, you know, I read in, in a, a gentleman who wrote extensively on, on church planning and on missiology, and was talking about, you know, God raising up men and women and, and just the nature and the flow of, of the work of the ministry. And he had a very interesting observation in the sense that he said, you know, God raises up a man or a woman, and through, that, through those vessels, he creates a move. And then that move brings a flow and a, a touch of God, and, and people come in and people get saved, and that move becomes a movement. But if you're not careful, after a while, about 25-year cycle he was talking about, that movement can become a machine. And if you're not careful, then after another season, that machine becomes a monument to the man who was used by God to start the movement. But you guys are in 50 years. You've, got, you, you've already gone through two cycles of that, and the same power of God that was here in the early years is still here. The same presence of God, the same passion for souls. Come on, thank you, Lord, that here we are on your jubilee anniversary, and we're not talking about how content we are and how ready to, we're getting, to be settled in. We're, we're talking about the harvest. We're talking about the outreach center. That's not named the in-reach center. That's not named the pat ourselves on the back center. That's not named let's all get some lazy chairs in there and, and play video games together. It's about outreaching and touching the next generation. Hallelujah. You know, someone said that the best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago, and the next best time to plant a tree is today. And there's some truth in that. But this church is a tree of righteousness that was planted 50 years ago. Wow. Here we are at 470 Pine Street. So I'm going to refer to you as a pine tree of righteousness, if that's all right. Because four is the number of, and it represents that which is created. And, you know, God has made the world. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. When you look at number four, you think about like the four main elements, earth and fire and air and water. You think about the four seasons. Think about the four directions, north, south, east, west. It represents that which is created. And when we get into the number 70, I mean, the numbers of 7 and 10 just jump right out at us because 7 is the number of spiritual perfection and 10 is the number of ordinal perfection or the perfection of order. And when you have two numbers that are multiplied in Scripture to get a product, it intensifies 
the meaning of those symbols that are represented. So we look at 70 in the Bible, and we see 70 uh, folks in the land of Goshen that God had established that were going to become the nation of Israel through which would come our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, hallelujah, and that the kingdom of God would be manifested in the earth. We see the 70 elders that, that served with Moses, men of wisdom, men of courage and leadership and character. We see the 70 disciples that Jesus sent out, come on, to do the work of the Lord. This is a 470 pine tree here this morning with 50 years of growth, 50 years of root system, 50 years of branches, 50 years of spraying out pine cones, seeds all over the United States and all over the world. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So I'm commending you this morning. I'm thanking you for being faithful. I'm thanking you for the inspiration that you imparted unto us. I'm thanking you for being a church like the well of Bethlehem. At times when you feel like, man, I, I, man, I, I, I don't know if I'm going to make it or not, but I think if I could get to another meeting at the Door Fellowship and drink a little bit of that water, I know I can go down the road another mile or two. Amen? I know I can get some fresh inspiration. Now, yesterday we were at the Outreach Center at 150 or 1536 Catherine Street. Now, I didn't bring up the number 17. I didn't say a word yesterday. But Matt had, Pastor Matt hadn't talked before, very long at all when he said, you know, the vision for this facility was birthed in 1952. Well, that's the year I happen to have been born. But also, I know that if you add those four digits up, it's the number 17, which is the number of the triumph of Jesus Christ. Come on, I'm testifying to you now. It's the number of triumph of Jesus Christ. So you look at Catherine Street. Catherine is a name with a rich Christian heritage. It comes from the Greek word katharos, which means clean or pure. That's what the name of that street is over there, clean and pure. But I can't look at the numbers 1536 without seeing 153. And if you're wondering what that's relevant, well, that's the number of fish in John chapter 21 and verse 11 where Jesus told Peter, look, cast your net out once again. We've toiled all night and take another and taken nothing. Cast it out one more time. And they had a great catch, and they hauled it to the shore. You know, they had to have counted those fish for a reason. Numbers in the Bible aren't just there to take up space. They're there to teach us something. 153 fish. Come on. And six is the number of men. You're going over there to fish for men. I'm just telling you. Or remind, I mean, you know that. I'm just telling you something you already know. I'm just putting a little icing on that cake. You're going over there, and that place is a net. That place that you're, all you're doing now is mending the net. You're cleaning the net. You're refurbishing the net. You're going to cast it out. And, man, it's going to take a lot of people. You're going to need some extra help to pull in that harvest. And that's the last I'll say about numbers, except that if you take the digits 1 through 17 and you add them all up, 1 plus 1 is 2, plus 3, plus 4, plus 5, when you get to 17, you come up with 173. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 
And that is a significant number, and I'll quit with this. I said I wasn't going to talk anymore, but in my office somewhere, it's actually written in Spanish because I throw the 17 around wherever we are. But I had a Spanish pastor that gave me a list of 153 people. Some are like groups of 10, like the 10 lepers. But he had done a thorough scripture, study of Scripture, and he got excited when I was talking about the 17 in this. And he said, you know, I calculated that apart from the records of Jesus uh, ministering to the multitudes, that he ministered to 153 people individually. I mean, obviously we know there was thousands more of that, but if you count the woman at the well, you count Nicodemus, you count the four that lowered the, the guy with the, the paralytic, and on and on. So are you ready to fish for men? Hallelujah. It, it's a clean street. You're going to fish for men, and you're not just going to bring them in and kind of give them some recreation. You're going to clean them as well because you're on Catherine Street. Hallelujah. For the glory of God. Amen. So we're excited about that, and we recognize that the hand of the Lord is, is strong upon you. So, you know, as a tree of, of righteousness, and, you know, pine trees, they're, they're known for their longevity. They're known for their pliability. They're known for their immovability. And so this, this tree is in good shape today. Amen? This tree is rooted strong. This tree can endure the winds and, and the opposition that that comes against us. And all of us know that regarding the work of the Lord, you know, in the United States, that, you know, there are winds of opposition, but that's only going to serve to make us stronger because we know it's harvest time. Amen? And I love what Pastor Matt said yesterday, you know, that what you're doing, you're building for the harvest. And Pastor Danny and Jill are here and our Elder Woodwards, and we're building for the harvest right now. I mean, that church building gymnasium, when we finish it, it's going to kind of swallow up the group we have now, but it's not going to swallow up the group we have in two years from now or five years from now because, like you, we're going after souls. Hallelujah. And, you know, that's, that's what we are called to do, and that's what we need to lift up our eyes here at 420 Pine Street and 1536 Catherine Street, we lift up our eyes into the fields, for they are white unto harvest. Hallelujah. You know, when we transitioned our church, and, you know, I recognized early on, like, Lord, what's in my heart? What do I, what do I want to do? What do I want to invest time and energy in? And I thought, you know what? I love the people of Franklin. I love the folks in the city of Franklin. I spent a lot of time just witnessing on the street. So I'm just back out there just trying to talk to whoever I can about this church at 130 Lakeview Road, about this young dynamic guy and his wife and family that are leading it. How many of you know there's a lot of people that God's going to bring into the kingdom this year, next year, the year after year, and you're preparing for it as you move through this 50th anniversary. Hallelujah. So I'm going to tell you three ways that you're going to grow. I'm going to tell you three ways that this tree of righteousness, that the branches are going to expand. It's not going to take me long to do it, but the first way you're going to grow, I'm going to call them three dimensions of growth. The first one, you're going to grow from faith to faith. Look at somebody and say, from faith to faith, faith to faith. Now, I think most of us know in the, in the Scripture, in Romans chapter 1, verse 16 and 17, here's what the Apostle Paul says. And you can give a hearty amen after we read this if this is you. But he said, look, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. 
For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes. To the Jew first and also to the Gentile. For in it, in this gospel of the kingdom, in this powerful gospel of the kingdom, for in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. Hallelujah. From faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by what? By faith. And this ministry was started in faith. Anybody that ever was around Apostle Joe Crandall and his wife, you knew you'd been around people of faith. Come on now. You knew that. And it's already been shared, but I'll, I'll give you a perspective from Someone, you know, from your extended family. You know, I don't, I don't know how to put a value on what Pastors Wayne and Margaret Holcomb invested in the Rock Church in Franklin through our early years of development and really right on through. But what they came and imparted on marriage and how he got away with talking about the stuff that he got away with, you know, and the way he bring in the humor and the animation and work the tongue and stuff in certain, you know, perfect settings. And kind of the best part, when Wayne would get, a, Pastor Wayne get maybe a little bit, little bit juicy and they're a little bit out of bounds. I loved it because I knew it was going to come. And I'd, I'd wait for Mar, Pastor Margaret. She'd say, now Wayne. You know, and she that now Wayne would come and he'd kind of bring it back a little bit. But, you know, we, we received great help. And our, the marriage, my marriage, I mean, we're 50 years, I, I'm thanking you because I'm not sure if I hadn't have gotten what you, this is a man of principles. Come on. I mean, he's got a lot of principles. He's got the first principle. he got the second principle. i got a whole stack of principles in my office. I haven't quite really applied all of them, but I'm working on it. But you understand what I'm talking about. I mean, you know, first time I ever heard Pastor Wayne was that, Talk, I think he just testified at Pastor Pruitt's. He got up, and somehow he started talking about marriage. But I hear he preached in South Africa, and he, they were doing a conference on, on eschatology on the end days. So he, it was his turn to preach, and he says, well, in the last days they shall be married and given in marriage. So he preached about marriage, you know. But he got up to testify, and he said, man, you know, aren't you glad that Jesus has the keys of hell and death? Aren't you glad your mother-in-law doesn't have the keys of hell and death, you know? And I'm like, this is my kind of guy right here. I want to I get, get around this guy a little bit. My favorite one, he'd say, look, if you build your marriage on puppy love, you're going to end up with a dog's life. And so I said, all right, I, I get it. I understand. You know, teach me. Let me, you know, let me, let me hand, rub shoulders with you. So it's, you know, we're, we're people of faith in here. You know, time doesn't allow me to talk about Mike and Mark and, and Margie and, the, you know, the elders here and just the spirit of this house. And so, you know, I honor you. Look, you're going to continue in faith. Come on. You're going to continue from, from this, this place to the next. And already as, as this, this outreach vision is taking place at the outreach center, the OC then souls are coming in. Jesus is going to confirm his word, and he'll do it what? With signs following. I mean, 
you know, Micah got up here this morning, you know, just to kind of transition. That was a powerful transition. Did you notice that? I was thinking, you know, if he wanted to just keep talking, he could do the preaching this morning because there was great faith, great unction, and that's really exciting. So I just encourage you to, to realize that as you move into this 50th year, that the growth cycle, if you can think about a tree, another ring around the tree, so to speak, that, uh, amen, it's faith. There'll be greater measures of faith. Can you say that with me? Greater measures of faith. Now I want you to think with me out of Psalms 84. This is one of my favorite passages. So this is the second measure of growth, or second dimension of growth. So there's coming a greater measure of faith because there's a greater harvest. Thank God for everything he's done. Because, you know, anniversaries, they are times of reflection, but they are also times of projection. Amen? So he said, in it, in the gospel, in the power of the gospel, is the, the righteousness which is revealed from faith to faith, and the just shall live by faith. Hallelujah. That means we're dependent on him. That means we're dependent on a fresh word. That means we've got to keep our relationship with him current in order to be relevant. So this is a pine tree that's growing, and it's growing from faith to faith. Hallelujah. So we look at Psalm chapter 84, verse 5 through 7, and the Bible says, Blessed is a man whose strength is in you whose heart is set on pilgrimage. As they pass through the valley of Baca, which literally means of weeping, as they pass through the valley of weeping, they make it a spring. And it says that they go or that the rain also covers it with pools or literally with blessings, and they go from strength to strength. Everybody say from strength to strength. They go from strength to strength. Each one appears before God in Zion. So I'm exhorting you this morning as a pine tree of righteousness, not only to go from faith to faith, but also to go from strength to strength. Because a tree of righteousness, it's going to remain strong in times of adversity. It's going to remain strong in the face of storms. Blessed is those whose strength is in you. How many of you, your strength is in the Lord this morning? Come on. Sure. That's our strength. He's our source. He's our song this morning. He's our shield this morning. But you know, life is a journey. You're, you're on a journey through life as an individual. You're a member of a family, so your family's on a journey. You're in the midst of a local church, and God loves you, and he's committed to build you, and the gates of hell will not prevail against you, but the gates of hell will attempt to distract you. They will attempt to prevail against you. They will attempt to subvert the purposes of God for your life. Amen? But as we're talking about, greater is he this morning. Greater is the strength within us than the strength that is within the world. So we're going to face times of adversity, 
We're going to face times of, of trial and challenge on this long journey. Lots of times it comes from without, and we see a lot of storms brewing in the culture. We see a lot of ideology that is manifesting in the culture that potentially could be a threat to the church, but look, it's our greatest hour because we're all about rising. We're all about shining. We're all about, you know, whatever the devil's doing, we know, man, we're going we're gonna to stomp it out by the power of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ working in us, working through us. You know, that's what this is all about. So it says that they go from strength to strength. And he says, as they walk through the valley of Baca, somebody say through the valley, through the valley. Didn't say they were camping there. Didn't say they were going to build there. But you go through times of weeping. You go through times of sorrow. You go through times of heartbreak and difficulty. It's true as an individual. It's true as someone in part of a family. Certainly when you covenant with large groups of people like a local church does, you're going to go through some adversity. But, you know, isn't it something, the, the rhythm of Scripture, where it says, look, if one rejoices, we all rejoice. If one weeps, then what happened? Hey, we all weep. As they go through the valley of weeping. You know, isn't it good to have somebody that will stand by with you when you're in that valley of weeping? Isn't it good to look over and say, what are you doing here? Wow, I heard you had a need. I, your need is my need. Like we all like to say, when the enemy comes against one of us, he's come against all of us. And, and there's strength here. It says they, they make it a spring. So God's given us the capacity to go through a time where we are weeping and we're shedding tears because of heartache or because of adversity or because of disappointment as we're trying to process life. But yet, because of the Spirit of God within us and the perspective of, the, of Christ that the Holy Spirit gives us, we're able to take that that place of weeping, and we make it into a spring. Hallelujah. That's your attitude. Come on. That's not just your position. That's your disposition. Because it's one thing as a tree of righteousness. We're rooted. We're, rooted. we're, we're strong. Our branches are going out. But how are we doing when the adversity comes? And like I said, sometimes it comes from without. Sometimes it comes from within. But we're stronger together. We're better together. It says they go. Somebody say they go. They go from strength to strength. The rain also covers it with pools or blessings. Meaning, look, when you've been crying, the Bible says God puts all of, all of your tears in bottles. He observes that. You know, really, when believers weep or disciples weep, we're essentially weeping, you know, for the same reasons that Jesus wept. Same reasons that the disciples of Christ wept. And, you know, they, Jesus wept because people missed their day of visitation. You know, we, Jesus wept for people who were in the kingdom, who, who didn't realize their potential, who didn't realize the opportunities that they had, and at times he would weep for them. You know, and, and Jesus just flat out wept because of his empathy with people who were hurting. And he would get in with them and shed tears with them. And so God himself, 
When you're walking through the valley of Baca, God himself will cause rain from heaven. It's like heavenly tears. Come on. It's like heavenly moisture, a heavenly affirmation. Look, I'm, I'm feeling your pain. I could tell you story after story. When our son Ben died a little over two years ago, when we saw rainbow after rainbow after rainbow, we would have worship meetings just in the early days after he passed, and the clouds would be, would be clear. The church would assemble just to worship and pray and process this, this deep loss and in the sense of, of God's presence and his providence. And it would be a clear day, and all of a sudden, man, we'd hear thunder. We'd hear a storm come through in the context of that meeting. We'd go outside on the deck, and especially Micah, Ben's wife, she'd roll out there. I know there's going to be rainbow, and sure enough, just beautiful. It would be out over the land where the building is being built right now. How many of you know that God can change, amen? He turns. He turns those valleys. He turns that, that, that valley of Baca in, he helps us turn it into a spring. He helps us turn it into a pool, a blessing, so that we can go to strength from strength. You know, we, I wouldn't have chosen a lot of the adversity I've, I've experienced in life, some of the challenges, some of the heartaches, some of the disappointments. But, you know, in retrospect, you recognize, wow, I'm stronger because of it. I, I want to have mus- spiritual muscles. I want to have spiritual strength. And I know that happens because of the fact that, you know, I've, I've had to exercise my spiritual muscles, so to speak. I've had to get deeper roots. You know, I'm strengthened with might by his spirit in my inner man, that inner part of my being where my roots are just going down deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. You know, how many can testify about God just showing up in the midst of the storms. Come on. Showing up in the midst of the crisis. You know, you may you don't put your hand up, and I'm sure there's plenty of people right now that, wow, I'm walking through a valley of Baca right now. I'm, uh, you know, I've been weeping over this problem. I'm really, I'm really concerned over this problem. Well, I'm here to encourage you this morning. God's going to empower you to make that a spring. You know, your tears are mixed with that, and, and, and he will, you will see rain of his favor, rain of his providence, and he'll make it a pool, and you'll be able to go from strength to strength to strength. He just shows up. He shows up. You know, I like to tell the story, and, you know, we all could, we all could illustrate what I'm talking about right now. But before I finish up, I'd like to just tell a story on the day that my mother-in-law, we call her Grandma Phyllis, passed away. And as you can imagine, she was 87 years old, but how many of you know it's never a good day to have to say goodbye to a loved one? And we thought we were going to have her for another a good period of time, and she just took a nosedive that day. And, you know, it was a shock for the family, but we gathered, and, you know, we lo- were loving on, on each other and processing this. And, you know, especially hard for my wife, who's her only daughter, and so, you know, we'd had a big day, an, an emotional day. And so it, just at the end of the day, um, you know, Patty just went on to bed, and I just thought, well, I am just wanted to get her, you know, kind of settled in because obviously it had been a lot, of, a lot of tugging on her heartstrings throughout that day. So I just was going to hang out for a little while downstairs. And so she went on to sleep, and, and I got to thinking, you know, there's going to be a lot of people that's going to be coming here tomorrow and stopping by to pay their respects. So maybe I'll just help out the cause and 
Pastor Wayne, I followed some of your teachings, and I got out the vacuum cleaner, and I started cleaning the house. And I cleaned up a little bit, and, and then I said, that's pretty good, but you know, knowing folks in our church, they're going to be bringing food by here, so I know she's going to want the refrigerator. So I got in the refrigerator, and I took out everything in that refrigerator, took out the glass shelves, did the Windex thing, cleaned, went into the vegetable drawers, come on, got all that cleaned up finished it all up and said, okay, this is going to bless my wife when she gets up. And I think I'll just lay down on the couch here for a few minutes before I go on upstairs. And this thought came into my, uh, just a thought out of nowhere. I'm just laying there, just reflecting on the day. And I had the thought come into my brain, you didn't clean the freezer. I'm like, where did that thought come from, you know? I've never, I didn't know you cleaned the freezer, you know? How do you even go about cleaning a freezer? So I thought, I'm not worried about that. Nobody's going to bring frozen food over here. But I, So I just thought, well, maybe I'll just listen to a little music, you know, with the phone and all that. But then I had that thought again, you didn't free, clean the freezer. Well, I guess I'll go clean the freezer. Well, our freezer's down at the bottom part of the fridge. So I get in there, start, get a little cooler, hauling stuff out. Like, I don't know why I'm doing this, but I got it all out, and, and sure enough, you know, it's interesting, the blueberry, have you noticed the blueberries will fall down there, you'll find a random strawberry, there were parts of a waffle down there, and there were some ice and some crumbs. So I'm getting all this stuff out, and I had one little pile, a little, it wasn't a lot of stuff, now, you know, my wife's saying it's not that much stuff, it really was just a little minor amount of stuff down there. But I got a little whisk broom and was just going to clean that up. And all of a sudden, out of that little pile of ice and crumbs and little frozen fruit, uh, something shiny just kind of caught my eye. And I reached down and rummaged through that little pile, and I found my wife's wedding band that she had been looking for for a number of weeks. And we're, believe me, we have been everywhere, just everywhere, looking, looking, looking. And here that ring was in the bottom of our freezer. And all of a sudden, I'm like, wow, she's going to wake up in the morning, the first morning on this planet without her mom, and I'm going to be able to give her this ring. I said, thank you, Lord, because I was happy for her, but I was happy for me too. Because I'm going to be the hero here. I'm going to, because I'm the, usually the guy that loses all the stuff. I'm the guy that's in trouble because we can't find the stuff. You know, that's just one little story. Come on. We go through the valley of Baca, but he turns it, we make it a spring, and his rain comes on, and he turns it into a pool. Hallelujah. Man, grandma's with Jesus. Covenant, you know, is restored. You know, we're going from faith to faith. We're going from strength to strength. You know, and the, I saved the, 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 the pretty much signature scripture, you know, of this church to close with because, you know, the, the Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 17, it says, now the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is what? Liberty. But we all with unveiled face, beholding in a mirror the glory of the Lord, 
are changed from what? From glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, as you move forward in the next 50 years, there's a greater measure of faith that's going to be operating. There's also a greater manifestation of strength because you're going from strength to strength. You're already exercising spiritual muscles and and natural muscles at the outreach center. You know, pine trees are known for being unaffected by climate or atmosphere. You'll see pine trees in a lot of different climates. You'll see them growing in the valley. You'll see them growing in the mountaintops. Come on. You know, they just flat out grow. And so you go from strength to strength. This church is going to continue to go. This church is going to continue to grow. But it's going to grow from glory to glory. Because this pine tree or this pine tree on Pine Street is going to grow because it's evergreen. Hallelujah. It's an evergreen pine tree. You can come here in January. There's life. Come on. You can come here in in June, and there'll be life here. Blessed are those who continually praise the Lord. Amen. They will still be praising Him. We've been coming for 30-some years now, and there hasn't been one dead service since we've been here. There's always been life. There's always been hope. Amen. There's always been faith. So this is the jubilee. It's going from glory to glory. I mean, think about it. It's already been mentioned, but let me just give you a twofold witness. I think about the fruit that this church has borne in the nation of Israel. I think about the people that are planted in Israel that have heard the gospel and are loving God and serving God and in influential positions in England and South Africa and Belgium and Holland, just to name uh, and, and a few of the, the nations that, that I'm aware of. But thank God for a heart for the nations. Amen? But right now we're, we're kind of focusing on the United States of America. I mean, we're still locked and loaded in Bolivia. Matter of fact, Pastors Marcus and Jennifer, the folks from our church that have been about ready to celebrate their 35th anniversary in Bolivia. They're in Turkey right now. They're ministering the gospel to Islamic people in the nation of Turkey. They text us and said, hey, you didn't have to send the vice president over to check on us while we're here, but we appreciate that you did. We said, no problem. Just want to make sure he's there if you need him. But they're ministering because a young man who's actually from Argentina but as part of their ministry and covered, he married a girl who was, the, was one of the underground church leaders in Iran, and she was in prison for her faith there, and they're ministering to expatriate Iranians in the nation of Turkey. And they came under persecution and had to turn it over to a Turkish believer and move out into a location where there wasn't quite as much opposition But isn't it something, man, the seeds can be blown by the wind of the Holy Spirit and they can go all over the world. Come on. Just go all over the world. So we don't know. This outreach center, it's going to start on Catherine Street, but there are going to be people that were saved there, trained there, ministered there, families that are restored there. They'll go all over the world. And guess what will happen? More pine trees of righteousness will spring up. Come on. That's how it works. 
It just, it just happens. It happens. So you're going from glory to glory. There'll be greater measures of faith, greater manifestations of strength, and greater moves of glory. And these aren't, you know, these aren't comparisons. These are just expressions of reality because of what's in God's heart and because of the dire need of humanity. You know, some folks say, what should we do? Should we just kind of compromise and just kind of go with the culture so we can get people in the church? No, you be who you've been, uh, you know, true to being. This church hasn't compromised. This church has stood for righteousness and truth and marriage and family and godliness and honoring one another and respecting one another. And I tell you what's going to happen. The culture is going to come back to us because the truth doesn't change. And we're going to get sick and tired of materialism. We're going to get sick and tired of paganism and secularism, and, and they're going to come back to us. Hallelujah. So how many of you ready to move from glory to glory? Amen? It says, from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. So we're here on this 50th anniversary, and we're making a covenant before God that, hey, Lord, we're going to declare your glory to the nations. We're going to declare your wonders among all people. Hallelujah. You know, when I look at the book of Acts, you know, I see people that were relational. When I look at the Door Fellowship Church, I see people that were relational. When I look at the book of Acts, I see people that were radical. When I look at you, I see radical people. And when I look at the book of Acts, I see transformational people. When I look at you, I see transformational people. I don't see anybody in here that just wants to, to just continue the way we are. Everybody wants to get better. Everybody wants to get brighter because that's the nature of the kingdom, and that's why your future is bright this morning. Hallelujah. Your future is bright. So stay together. Stay together. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might as you see greater measures of faith. As, as you experience greater manifestations of strength and as you flow in the goodness of God and greater moves of his glory. Never forget the story, and I'll, I'll pray after I share this. It's my best illustration, so I can share it on our 50th Jubilee anniversary here just to exhort you to stay together, stay strong, move from faith to faith, move from strength to strength, Move from glory to glory. It's, a, it's out of the world of peanuts. And poor little Linus, you know, he's just sitting in there watching television, and he's just minding his own business. And his big sister Lucy kind of comes prancing in there, and she says to him, change the channel. So Linus, he's a little bit sheepish because he's a little bit intimidated by her. But he says, what makes you think you can just come in here and order me around and make me change the channel? And she says, these five fingers, individually, they're not much. But when they come together, they're a force to be reckoned with. So you guys are a force to be reckoned with. Hallelujah. You're under the hand ministry. You're coming together for a knockout blow. The Bible says the, that the Lord's going to cause his right hand to knock out the teeth of the ungodly. So there's a knockout blow coming. And you're already moving towards it. So I'm going to ask you to stand up with me this morning. 
And I want you to just join hands across this building. And I'm going to pray, and we're just going to seal the deal on this 50th anniversary here. Is that all right? And we've committed Friday night, if you were here, you know, we recommitted ourselves to the Lord. We recommitted ourselves to the work of the ministry. You know, if you feel like quitting this morning, don't. Amen. Those tears of sorrow just might be tears of joy tomorrow because God said, hey, that valley of Baca, that, you're going to make that a spring. And God's going to put some rain in that water as well. And it's going to become a pool. It's going to become a blessing. So sometimes the greatest blessings in our life come in the form of adversity. They come in the form of difficulty. It comes in the form of heartaches because, you know, when my heartache, it's only Jesus really that can make it feel better. So when I contact him, I know, wow, I'm going to be all right. Even sometime, a lot of time before the circumstance even change. So, Father, we're joining our hands and we're joining our hearts. And we're saying, thank you, Lord. Somebody say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for 50 years. All the people, Lord, that have been ministered. Lord, many who have passed through, moved away, Lord. Others that maybe still be in this area, Father, we just pray for a mighty outpouring of your spirit and your grace upon the door family, Father. And God, we thank you that even now you're drawing people from this community unto yourself. And Lord, I just, it's in my heart, I believe I prophesied to them this morning, God, that this tree is going to grow. This tree is going to grow. And Lord, it's going to experience greater measures of faith and greater manifestations of strength and greater moves of glory all because of Christ in the midst, all because of the Holy Spirit moving in the midst. So, Father, I just pray you've been Lord for 50 years just to be, just continue to be exalted as a Lord of lords and as a King of kings in this house. Bless the pastors, Lord. Bless the eldership team. Bless every teacher, every servant, every worker. Father, bless every labor of love that is done under the banner of this house. For we acknowledge you that we are under you and that your banner over us is love. So we thank you for your faithfulness, Lord, that having begun a good work, having begun a great work, that we can be confident that you will perform it right up until the day of Jesus Christ. And it's in his name we pray. Everybody says amen and amen. Would you put your hands together and bless the Lord. Let's thank him one time.